We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It's May 4th. It's 2021, and we have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Chief Justice 06. Will, what's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Glad to be here. Excited to come on and talk some MLB. Uh, these are like, you know, my little far few and in-betweens for now uh, because we still got basketball rolling in. We're split, you know, me and Luch, Bubble Brothers podcast for NBA. And now the band is back together again, uh, at least for today and a couple more times this month. Talk to some MLB. Yeah, man. I always like having you on. always like catching up and chatting with you. And um, this slate's another interesting one. And hopefully it's still 12 games um, by the time it rolls around tomorrow. But a couple weather concerns, a um, couple potential double headers, messing up the slate. We will see. We are presented by superdraft.com. If you guys haven't checked them out, head on over to superdraft, check them out, use promo code grinders for a $50 instant deposit alongside the 50% deposit match bonus up to $500 on your first deposit of $50 or more. 
check them out. Love what they're doing over there with the multipliers instead of salary caps and just kind of giving us a different perspective on playing DFS and, um, you know, sometimes having it a little different is always super nice. So we're going to jump right in. We got 12 games. We got a lot to get through here. So we start with Milwaukee at Philadelphia. It's eight total. Philly's a 190 favorite in this game. We got Eric Lauer against Aaron Nola. Um, what are your thoughts here on Eric Lauer? Oh, uh, man, I'm kind of indifferent here. Like, um, I, I know he's got one start under his belt. You know, went five innings, 73 pitches. At 7,300, I mean, maybe he gets up to, I don't know, 82 pitches. You know, maybe 85. I, I just think I can find better value. So I, I think Lauer's going to be a pass. I, yeah, and I know he's not the worst pitcher in the world, but but I, I'm willing to take the fade here at 7,300. All I'm going to say is that first start against the Dodgers, he ran really pure. Um he got very lucky. You know, you look at <laughs> the underlining numbers for that start and he had a 6% soft contact rate and a 46.7% hard hit rate, a five X FIP and a zero ERA. Um, one start. I know we don't want to look at just one start and all that sample size, but even if we go back and we look at, you know, 2020 numbers for Eric Lauer, it's so, it's so hit or miss big XFIP guy really struggles with righties. The Phillies are a very left-handed heavy team. So if they did happen to roll out like a very left-handed heavy lineup, maybe that's when you take a shot. But overall, I don't think this is a spot. I'm going to play Eric Lauer on a 12 game slate on the other side though. We have Aaron Nola. You know, we know Kane came back and we know Yelich came back on Monday. Um, so obviously that bumps this lineup up a little bit. But overall, this lineup still stinks. Um, it's a really bad lineup. A lot of strikeouts in this lineup. I think Aaron Nola is obviously one of the best plays on the slate. Um, he's a pivot off of Bauer and DeGrom. But I still like those other two guys more than I like um, Nola here. Yeah, and I think that's my sentiments exactly. When I'm looking at... Aaron Nola, especially with the price differential, you know, I can spend, you know, 300 more and get up to Trevor Bauer. Um, I, I think I'm going to want to do that. Um, the thing about Nola, though, in this spot, he's probably got as much upside uh, if, 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 if things break his way. I just still trust Bauer and DeGrom, obviously, a lot more. So for, for the price, I think it's Bauer or DeGrom. But Nola, in terms of GPPs, he's probably going to have to eat up a couple extra innings to, to kind of stand pat with these guys, and that's the issue I think I have. But in terms of him having the strikeouts, like you said, Milwaukee's full of strikeouts. Maybe he picks up a couple additional ones because of how, how much they're swinging free right now. I think just GPP only, but I, I don't hate it, man. I don't hate it. Um, I don't really have any interest in the Milwaukee bats. Is there anything standing out to you for the Brewers? No. Um, and then on the other side, you know, I think Hoskins and Real Muto are great plays. It's just they're expensive. And McCutcheon's 4K. Alex Baum is 3,700. So there are some cheaper guys you could potentially make a stack work but overall um 
probably not going to play a lot. Yeah, it's like you said, it's one of those weird ones where some of the best bats are, are the best bats for a reason. They're priced up. And I think you summed it up perfectly, man. I mean, God, this is a spot I wish Gene Segura was just in, but clearly he's just not in. He's, he's hurt. I mean, nothing we can do about that. I'm with you, man. They're probably a little bit too expensive for my taste. All right, Atlanta at Washington. Um, nine total in this game. Atlanta's a 130 favorite. Inno against Ross. Um, Inno, you know, last time he pitched against the Cubs, very high on him on the podcast, talked about him, told everybody to bet his, I think it was like five and a half strikeout prop. It might even have been lower than that. Um, a tougher matchup here against Washington, but super talented young pitcher. What's your thoughts on Inno here going up against the Nationals? Uh, I think he's, a, I think this is your, probably about as close to your boom bust play of the day, you would say. I mean, at 8,200, I mean, that's getting right in the wheelhouse where, you know, we're going to need 20, uh, I think, to to survive. And look, I know it's baseball, like weird things happen, but I think at 8,200, you, you're going to need him to, to pitch really well. Um, you know, I mean, and, and he did pitch okay in this matchup the first time, you know, five innings, five case, only 68 pitches. He's a little bit more stretched out. Um, I, I think he's boom or bust. As of right now, if I was playing single entry, I'd probably leave him on the shelf. But in GPPs, man, this is a, this is a scary cat. He's already got two games this season uh, pushing 30 fantasy points, 29.1 and 30.4. Uh, so he's shown the upside. Boom or bust option for sure. I think he's a great tournament play. He definitely has the strikeout stuff. Um, and he put up 19 and a half fantasy points in the first start of the season against this team in 68 pitches. Um, so that was five innings, 68 pitches. He's definitely shown when he's pitching well, they'll let him go. They'll let him go six innings. They'll let him get into that 90 to 100 pitch range. So I think Anno is a great tournament play here. You know, if you just if you're just looking at numbers and you don't look at the name, like yeah, he's fantastic. He's not walking really anybody, he's striking people out. Like this is a good spot, and I like him a lot for tournaments. Um, I'm gonna pass here on Joe Ross. He's actually not been pitching too bad this season, but the Atlanta lineup I think is just too good to target Joe Ross on. So um, I'm gonna pass on him. Sure, I'm with you 100. Um, any Atlanta bats that you like here? I do like this spot for Atlanta. Um, I do want to get a read on the the uh, the ownership on this. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm wondering if something you talked about, Stevie, where Ross has pitched well or well enough this season to maybe scare us away a little bit. I think what's scaring me away is, look, Atlanta's priced up, man. I mean, Adrian's is 4,400. Ozuna, 54. Acuna, 6K. Uh, Swanson, 41. Uh, Austin Riley at 41. I mean, we're, we're up there. Albies 5K. I mean, one of the most expensive teams on the slate. You know, can we afford to play them? I don't think so. Uh, not if we want to get uh, uh, exposure to this elite pitching, unless we're going to spin way up and then all the way down for one of these cheaper guys. So that's kind of where I am. I, I feel like Atlanta is so expensive, and uh, I've got another offense that I, that I really, really like on this slate that's a lot cheaper. I think Atlanta is definitely in play. Um, they're just really expensive, like you said. But 
depending on what the lineup is, we could get some cheaper potential bats here um, for Atlanta. Like, I'm guessing it's going to be Contreras catching um, in this one. He's 2,800. Um, Darno got put on the IL. So I, I think we're going to get a cheaper catcher. And, like, you know how much I love cheap catchers. Um, Pache is 2,500. If he's in the lineup, like, all right, now we're getting somewhere with this Atlanta stack. So I think if you're stacking Atlanta, you're going to have to get creative on how you kind of build the stack because of pricing and the pitching that we have on the slate. So um, on the Washington side, with Soto out, um, Trey Turner, 4,900 is never a bad play. But really, I don't want to go too, too out of my way here to play Washington. Yeah, same here. Um, I, I don't think they're going to team going to be a team that that I want to target. Um, you know, Kyle Schwarber was a guy I was kind of looking at earlier this season because his price has been so cheap. At thirty seven hundred, maybe you take a shot on like a solo shot or something like that, but I don't think it's necessary. Um, moving on, we got Houston at New York. Zach Granke against Herman, um, eight and a half total. Yankees a slight one twenty favorite. Do you have any interest here in Zach Granke? No. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. He's ninety two hundred, yeah. facing a good team. He has like thirty point upside in some matchups, but he hasn't been pitching deep into games because he hasn't been pitching too well. Um, he's striking some guys out, but he's not like he's still hitting a lot of bats. So. I don't know. I'm going to pass on Granky in this matchup against the Yankees. And then Domingo Herman. I don't know. I'm so on the fence about this guy. Like, I think he has the upside to win you a tournament at 7,800, but it's just, it's so hard to play pitchers against Houston. Yeah. I don't think I can do it. I mean, I will say he's 7,800. So they have priced him where he's not, you know, at the top of the food chain. We saw what he did to Baltimore. We saw what he did to Cleveland here recently. Um, I, I still think the pitch count, I think if he gets in trouble, he's out of there. Like, I don't see them letting him pitch high leverage. Uh, I, I just don't see it. So I think I'm out on her mind. Um, yeah, I, I'm not playing him. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, I... I want to not play him. Um, <laughs> I do, but I just, I kind of look at the pitchers in this range and I don't really love anybody down here. So I'm not going to fully rule him out at this time. Um, oh, Stevie. Come on. Oh, never mind. I was going to say, I was, I was thinking about another guy. So listen, I'm going to go ahead and give you, give you some insight here. All this time in my head, I was thinking about Pablo Lopez on this slate at 6,800. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jorge Lopez, and I'm not touching him with a 10-foot pole. Uh, please. That's why it changes on. the slate so much. Yeah. <laughs> please carry on. This that's why I like. That's why <laughs> I like. <Watson> play. <laughs> that's why I liked Eno so much. Um, oh, there's a method to my madness every once in a while. Oh, um Let's talk Houston bats. Anything standing out to you for Houston? Well, I think the main thing, man, you know, these guys, these low strikeout rates, um, you know, are we going to get a big game from, from Jordan Alvarez in Yankee Stadium, right? You know, I love my boy Michael Brantley. I do feel like Houston's cheap enough 
And I think this this particular stat could be a little bit contrarian here. So I'm kind of I'm, I'm feeling Houston here, especially you guys know my my, my love for Michael Brantley in, uh, in, uh, in MLB, man. He just he does me well almost every time I play him. So he's on the list. Um, Alvarez is on the list. Um, Altuve is on the list. I just because of the low strikeout rates, I'm willing to take a shot on this team as a stack. Um, I mean, you know, I, I'm even willing to get some, some Jason Castro in there at catcher. Is that cheap enough for you, Stevie? 3300 for Mr. Castro. Uh, do we get some Castro on this slate? I don't know. Um, I feel like 3300 for a catcher. I don't really care who it is. I'll probably play him. My problem with – my problem just in general with – playing people against the Yankees is their bullpen is just so good that you're almost forfeiting an at bat or even two sometimes. So, um, I don't know. I don't love the pricing on Houston. I don't ever hate playing a one-off catcher. Um, and then like Alvarez at 4,700, his power makes him playable. Uh, the Yankee side, like they're expensive too. And, I really don't mind them against Granky, but you look at Zach Granky through the years and he'll give up hits. Like you, you got to take away that like Detroit game earlier this season where he gave up three home runs. That is a very, very rare type of thing for Granky. So I don't really love anybody here. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing for me is if, and I guess over the past few seasons, Grinky has kind of been better against lefties. And so I guess my, my thought process is, can we load up on the Yankees in a sneaky spot? And they're a little expensive. I, I get it. But like, can we catch some lightning in a bottle here with the Clint Frazier, uh, you know, with a uh, Gio, my boy Gio, uh, with some Glaber Torres, some of the, some of the slightly cheaper bats, uh, and kind of put something together here. I, I, I'm interested in these Yankees righties against Grinky. I mean, I don't think it's the worst stack. The Yankees have so much power um, in general, but yeah, I don't know. All right, moving on. We got Detroit at Boston. No total in this game. We got Fulmer against P- P- Pavetta. Um, any interest here in Fulmer? No. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I hate keep saying no, but he just really hasn't pitched well this season. He really is not striking people out, and it's just hard to trust him um to go deep at all. You know, he's been he's been coming out of the bullpen a little bit. Like we don't know how deep he's gonna go, and I don't know. I think there's too many question marks to play him in the spot. What when was Michael Fulmer good again? Was it 2017 or 2018? Like one of those seasons, he was pitching incredibly well. And then he got that injury, and he just hasn't been the same, man. It's been a while, right? Like it's been, yeah. a, it's been a while. I mean, I remember that season. If he was sixty three hundred, see, we would have been hitting a lock button on him. Like, it, man, how, look how far time goes. Michael Fulmer sixty three hundred, and we're sitting here like, ah, can't do it. Um, any interest in Pavetta? I think I think Pavetta might be my guy today in that range. Like at seventy nine hundred, uh, you know, going against a Detroit team that will strike out some, uh, 
Uh, and, and they're also not going to have a whole lot of lefties. I think Pavetta's in play here. Um, you know, he could, you know, we saw what he was able to do against the Mets. Uh, we saw what he was able to do against Tampa Bay. And not that these were crazy big performances, but the point is, you know, I, I think he can get some strikeouts with this Detroit team. Probably going to give up a solo shot or something. Let's hope he doesn't walk anybody or too many times. But Pavetta seems to be, you know, the guy that, that's probably going to be SP2 today. I don't think I'm going to be able to get away with my double stud pitching uh, like I have in times past. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Depending on how much value we're going to be able to play and stuff. Um. I think I know what you're going to say, Stevie. I know we haven't been doing this, but if you had to choose between Pavetta and – you know, uh, you're probably just going to take the extra money and roll it up to the guy that has a little bit higher upside currently, right? Probably would take, you know, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I figured. probably would take, you know. But if it was going to be the chalk because of what he did last start, then like, all right, well, maybe Pavetta is in place facing Detroit. My problem with Pavetta is he's kind of a fly ball pitcher pitching mm-hmm. in Fenway. Um and sometimes fly balls in Fenway go over the fence. And I know that's not like hard-hitting analysis, but, like, the way that how Fenway set up that, like, how short it is and right right on the pole and the right um, Penske pole, um, and I probably just called it wrong, too, because I'm brain farting on the name of it. Uh, anyway, and then, like, how the Green Monster set up, like, if you're hitting fly balls to center field, they're probably pop-outs. But if you yeah. hit it down the lines, like, you know – Easy outs and other ballparks turn into home runs sometimes. So, um, yeah. all right. So, yeah, I don't hate Pavetta. I don't love the Detroit bats. Um, they are cheap. Like they're they're definitely a garbage stack today. If you if you were wanting to go like Badu, um, Nico Goodrum, these guys are cheap. So if you want to stack Detroit, they're definitely one of the cheaper stacks on the slate. And, and if they were facing anybody else, a worse pitcher, you know I would have been loading up on the Detroit Tigers. But I do think, like I said, I'm not expecting Pavetta to get out of this game unscathed. I don't hate Badu. I don't hate a Grossman. Uh, and, and and guess what? Our good friend, Nomar Mazar, he's, he's not even playing. If he was playing, I might have been getting close to a stack and, and may have reconsidered. But uh, I, I, like, I like the lefties. I wouldn't really get, get involved with the righties too much. Maybe unless it's our good friend, Uncle Miggy Cabrera, who can just hit anything. Other than that, I definitely think just a couple of lefties, and I would be willing to take the one-off on a Badu, on a Grossman, uh, on a Nico Goodrum, who's going to be switch hit, switch hitting for us, um, you know, so forth and so on. Um, As far as the Boston bats go, I definitely think they're in play. They're, again, an expensive stack. Um, you get some cheap pieces when you go towards the middle of the order and the bottom of the order, but um, I definitely don't mind looking at Boston in this spot. Yeah, same here. Same here. Don't hate it. Uh, you know, you got, you've got to pay for Martinez. you got to pay for Xander. you got to pay for Devers. But outside of that, I mean, I think Marvin Gonzalez is good value on this late, Stevie. Uh, I mean, I know he hasn't been hitting incredible in the season. I mean, 189 average, man, we don't really hear that. We don't really talk about batting average, but he's got a 189 average. Um, but but I think this guy can turn it around. He's been a good, solid hitter for a long time. And uh, I, I'd be willing to definitely run him uh, on this slate, you know, as a cheap piece uh, from your Boston 
uh, Red Sox. Christian Vasquez is another guy, you know, I've played a fair amount this season just because, especially on FanDuel, because we don't like to play catchers there. And so typically he goes overlooked. Now he is 4,400 on DK. I know that's right outside of Stevie's range. Uh, not, not necessarily right outside <laughs> of mine. I don't hate him at 4,400. So if I'm going to stack Boston, I certainly want to get in Vasquez. I think he's been, been really good this season. And you look at the numbers, I, I think they speak for themselves. So that's where I'm with Boston. I know they're a little expensive, but I do like some of these mid-range guys. All right, we got the Dodgers and the Cubs. Um, right now, it's Bauer and Alizé, but it sounds like they're going to play a doubleheader with the first game at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So we'll definitely be waiting to see if anything changes with who's going to pitch in this game. Um, but that's who we have right now. Um Trevor Bauer against a strikeout ha- happy Cubs team seems like a fantastic matchup to play him. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I don't even think, you know, we have to get into crazy analysis. I think the one, the most interesting thing about this is man, this leash on Trevor Bauer has gone across three organizations. Now, even our, even uh, Mr. General manager, Dave Roberts can't keep him uh, held down. I mean, the guys, the pitch count has stayed consistent wherever he's gone. So I like him here. You know, clearly one of the best options on the slate. Yeah. Um, it's hard not to love him on the slate, depending on what the wind is. Like, I know you're going to have like a pretty windy day in Wrigley on Monday before that game got postponed. Um, first glance, it looks like the wind is going to be blowing in at about seven miles an hour. And if that's the case, like we're just, we're loading up on Bauer. Seven mile an hour wind blowing in is really not going to affect anything. If anything, it's going to help him. Um, so, I um yeah, it's hard not to like the spot for Bauer. Alizé on the other side, it's a right-handed pitcher against the Dodgers. He's not a bad pitcher, real life pitcher, but again, it's just it's a tough matchup going up against the Dodgers. If you're looking for like a super contrarian play, I could see it, but really, I don't love it. Yeah, I think about the only thing he's probably going to have going for him here is, like you said, you know, it looks like we may have some wind blowing in. But overall, you know, he's definitely not a guy I want to be investing in. And, you know, I, you know, I, the Dodgers are probably one of the most feared teams in DFS and real-life baseball. Uh, like you said, good real-life pitcher. And, and I think he's been progressively getting better as the season has gone along. Did just pitch a great game against Atlanta, which, which I would consider to be comparable to the Dodgers. And that was at Atlanta. Um, but... I, I don't think he's necessary on this slate. If I got down to the end of it, last guy in at pitcher, all my bats are there, and he's 7,600, maybe. But I still think I'd probably just maybe go down to Mike Miner or something like that. Like, I, I don't think I'd play him. Um, Pitchers and or hitters in this game, like the Dodgers are always in play. Max Muncy's 4,100. That's clearly a misprice. Um, but overall – the stack is not incredibly cheap, and I think that there's better options on this slate, but they're always in play. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll roll with you on that. I do think at shortstop, though, Stevie, and I, I know how we feel about this, I do think at shortstop, Corey Seager is like DGPP, like investment, right? Like Because, I mean, we've got some – Stevie, this slate is loaded. Tatis, Bichette. Correa, Xander, see, I think Seager being, you know, the price he is, he would probably be my shortstop of choice today. 
Yeah. Um, listen, I always like paying up a shortstop. I hate paying up a catcher, but I love paying up a shortstop. And really, realistically, like Tatis, Bichette, Seeger, Bogarts, um, like all these guys are just in such great spots that this is another slate where you're likely paying up a lot as much as you can at shortstop. Um, do you have any interest here in the Cubs? Uh, no, zero Cubs. Um, Texas at Minnesota. I don't have any interest in the Cubs either. Texas at Minnesota, eight total. Minnesota, 160 favorites. Uh, we got Kyle Gibson against Jay Happ. Um, any interest here in Kyle Gibson? No. Yeah, just don't. I know I've had a lot of no's. I just and he's been solid, but man, these Minnesota bats are coming. They're going to come around at some point. I don't think he's the craziest option on the slate of seventy two hundred. I think he could do a lot worse. Um, it really depends on the lineup because he's he's definitely striking out righties at a much higher clip than lefties. He he generally. Generates ground balls to both sides, but gives up a ton of hard contact. So, um, Hap on the other side of this game, like I love pitchers against Texas. It's not a secret. Kentai Maeda has been pitching terrible this season, and he he, fi- <laughs> he like he fixed himself against this team too. Fixed. Um, Stevie, can can I squeeze in like a mini thirty second funny story here? Sure. So I'm looking at the slate today, and. Uh, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, especially after the the uh the the other game got ruled out. I was like, okay, so I'm down one of my bigger pitchers here. And I, I sat there, I looked at my Ada and I said, Man, this Texas team is so bad. Uh, can I play my Ada? And I pulled up my Ada's numbers from this season and I saw how low his K rate was. And I said, Man, I just can't do it. I said, let me go ahead and plug in glass now, not fool myself. I said, maybe Texas gets to him. And lo and behold, he's out here just destroying lives. Texas is the new Detroit. They're the new Detroit. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. It's just so hard not to play pitchers against this team. And, like, they priced him appropriately. He's 8,600. He, he's definitely priced appropriately. And and J-Hab's not a, a great pitcher by any means. He's very good against lefties. And that's the guys you worry about. Calhoun, Low, Gallo, Dahl, like those are the guys you're the most worried about in this lineup. And I don't think Cap is a terrible play. I hate the price. Um, let me let me make that very clear. I hate the price, but if you want to go like Degrom, Hap, or Bauer, Hap, because um, I don't know if we'll be able to go like Degrom, Bauer, Nola, Bauer, all that stuff. Um, I think that Hap is in play in that circumstance. If you don't want to go down, I, I still like Inno more. Like it, it's very clear. I still like Inno more, but man, if, if the, the Texas Rangers show us anything, it's, Ooh, they stink. Um, and Hap can pitch deeper into games too. So like that obviously adds some appeal to him as well. So I don't have any interest in the Texas bats. Do you like anybody here for Texas? Nah, I'm going to stay away, especially when, you know, some of their power bats are, are the big lefties, you know, like Calhoun, like um, uh, Gallo. So I'm with you. And, and, and I mean, kudos to J.A. Hat, man. Went to the Yankees, just didn't really get it done. Was happy, you know, had some good seasons in Toronto. And now he's back here uh, in Minnesota. And, and let's see what he does. I mean, this guy was, what, wasn't J.A. in the running for a Cy Young? 
Wasn't he in the, what is he in the running? At a couple one years point, ago? I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, may, may, maybe he's found the fountain of youth, like Corey Kluber, and uh, is going to start pitching well again. So kudos to Jay Happ. Said all that to say, yeah, I don't want to play anybody from Texas. I mean, the only guy that I think you can play from Texas is Garcia, and he really has struggled against lefties this season. Um, yeah, just I don't like any of these guys. Moving on, not wasting any more time there. Um, the other side of this game, I don't mind Minnesota, but when we're looking at like pricing on this slate and we're looking at all the options, they're just never going to make the cut for me. But well, Max Kepler should be in the lineup at 3,600, like big time one-off play. I think on this slate, uh, you know, uh, Kirilov, I, he's probably going to make the lineup again. Been kind of on a little mini heater here. Uh, we'll see how he finishes out the day. But if those two are in the lineup, Stevie, I mean, Kirilov and Kepler, 32 and 3,600. And you can almost get a mini stack with these lefties. Luis Arias, 3,900. I'm in, I'm in on these lefties. I like them a lot. The cheap lefties. Let me say it that way. The cheap lefties. Um, that's it. Moving on, we have New York at St. Louis. New York Mets at St. Louis, six and a half total. Jacob Degrom against um, Oviedo and Degrom and the Mets are one ninety three favorites. Um, yeah, like Jacob Degrom is the best pitcher in baseball. Prove me wrong. Like I, I'll keep saying this, and you know I'm not. Uh, I sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but like he's the best pitcher in baseball, and he has been for years. Like. I know we want to talk about all these other guys, but this dude is elite and he is pitching elite. And I just, he's not 13 K yet. I'm just going to keep playing. Yep. Uh, plug in DeGrom. You can't go wrong. That's all I got. I mean, this guy put up 58 fantasy points the other day against Washington. <laughs> like that yeah, is his ceiling in 109 pitches. He didn't even go over 110 pitches to put up 58. Like the the upside is just incredible. Um, he's going to strike out teams at high clips. This team's very right-handed heavy. He has a 45 and a half percent strikeout rate against righties since the start of last season. Like he's just he's an elite pitcher, and I don't care who he's facing. If he was facing the Dodgers, I would play him. I played him in cores. Like <laughs> he put up 43. <laughs> yeah, like you're not. You're just you're just playing him. Like yeah. it's as simple as that. You're just playing him. Yeah. Do you um, remember Stevie? God, no, I keep giving up these mini stories. Sorry, man. I know I'm holding up the pod. Do you remember a couple years ago when we would be playing Bumgarner and Kershaw at these prices? Do you remember that? Yeah. These guys were these prices, and and, and in fact, they would get over these prices. I remember when Kershaw was 13k. Like I remember that. The Grom's 11-1. I, this is insane. I mean, he should at least be 12K by now. Wouldn't you agree? Like at a minimum, because of because of these averages, at least 12K. Just play the ground, purchase some money, get your bats right. Yeah, they need to get it going, man. Um, Johan Oviedo on the other side of this game. Uh, he is somebody that definitely has shown a little bit of strikeout upside. I don't really expect him to pitch too deep into the game. Um, you know, we saw him a little bit earlier this season. We saw him a little bit last year. I don't like him at all. Um, and the Mets are an offense that they're somewhat cold to start the season with the amount of talent. Um, 
I think the Mets should like go try to get like a a, a Vogelbach or just a power lefty like that they can throw in right behind like Dom Smith or something or one of these like big team girth guys. Listen, I'm going full blown narrative street on this one, Stevie. Uh oh, full blown narrative street. You want the narrative? The Whenever Mets don't DeGrom- score runs when Deron pitches. <laughs> Did I yes! guess it? Yes. <laughs> Yes, we need to be loading up Johan. DeGrom's going to throw a gym, and the Mets aren't going to hit anything. They may score two runs in this spot. In all seriousness, uh, they are going to be uh, in St. Louis. A little bit – I know the part – it probably leans a little bit more pitcher park, I think. Uh, I I just got to pull that up. But in my mind, I feel like it leans a little bit more pitcher's park until it gets a a little warmer. So I, I don't hate Johan because of the price. He's 6,600, and if he gets 15 fantasy points, i gladly take it at that price to maybe upgrade a bat or two. That's my real reason for playing Johan. And then my sneaky reason is the Mets do still do not score runs when DeGrom's pitch, when DeGrom pitches. Probably one of the biggest MLB phenomenons of our generation. I mean, the guy just pitches so lights out. Um I don't have any interest in the Cardinals for what's for what it's worth. Like, yeah, there's no. times to get contrarian, and then there's times you're just donating. And most of the time, when you play a pitcher or a team of bats against Jacob Degrom or one of these elite guys, you're just you're donating. Yeah, it'll work out maybe once a year, and maybe that's the day, that's maybe the tournament that you take down. Who knows? <laughs> Cleveland at Kansas City nine total. Um, Kansas City is a one forty five favorite here. Um, Sam Henches against Mike Miner. Do you have any interest in um, Sam Henches? That's a no. Big no. Don't expect him to pitch too deep here. Yeah. Um, from what we've seen from him so far this season, he's kind of taken this like starting spot from Logan Allen. So we really don't know how deep they're going to let him go in this game. And like I said, from what we've seen so- from him so far, very small sample size is he really struggles with righties. Um, you know, it's only 20 plate appearance sample size, but 464 Woba, 450 ISO, 44% hard hit rate. Um, in that time, he has been able to generate ground balls. Um, and this is a pretty high ground ball hitting team, but there's going to be enough righties here that I'm going to pass even at 5,800. And then, uh, Mike Miner on the other side at 7,100. There's just guys that I like in this range better than Mike Miner. Um, good start a couple starts ago against Detroit, but overall, um, I don't expect my don't expect me to play Miner here. Yeah, I think it's just you know, I know they've got some switch hitters, but they've got some big righties in this lineup, man. Uh, you know, Fr- Franny Reyes, Jose Ramirez. I just I, I can't do it. I, I don't think I can do it. Um, at one point, I did think I was going to be interested because the 24% K rate is respectable, but the XFIP is at 4.7, and I just – I think we're going to get better value in, you know, uh, in Pavetta. In, in my case, I'd much rather play Pavetta. I know you'd rather play you know, and, and so that, that's where I'm at. I, I, I can't play Mike Miner, but he was kind of in consideration at one point. Um – Let's talk bats here. Anything standing out to you for Cleveland? Well, yeah, man. You know, I talked about these righties. The big thing is Mike Miner, 43.8% hard hit rate. 
uh, 20% line drive rate, 39% fly ball rate. I mean, I, I, I just, these writings are in play, you know, he's, he's got a good mix, right? But, you know, I, I like to sit on the fastball when a guy's got a mix like this, he's going about 30% fastball, man. Look, see, even Cesar Hernandez, 97.62% contact rate, 2.38% whiff rate. Now look, he, he is a ground ball uh, hitter 50% of the time in that pitch, but with a hard hit percentage of 43.8, 39.1% fly ball rate, I, I think Cesar Hernandez could get into one here. Ahmed Rosario, similar thing there. I mean, he's got an average hit distance of 342. Can you tell that I like Cleveland today, Stevie? Jose Ramirez, 333 ISO, uh, 100% contact rate on this pitch. Insane. Fran Mill Reyes. Doesn't have the ISO numbers, right? Doesn't have it, but he's a righty. I like him. I think I'm going to go with the small sample size here. I, I think this team is in play. Hopefully they can turn it around. Yeah. Um, I really hope Buffalo's in the lineup today at 3,800 against the lefty. Um, obviously, Jose Ramirez has great numbers against lefties. Really high fly ball rate against a guy that gives up a lot of fly balls and hard hits. Um, so, He's definitely one of those candidates to hit a home run on this slate. Um, definitely would be somebody that's high up on my list as far as hitting a home run on this slate. Yeah. On the Kansas City side of things, like, here's the thing. I don't expect this guy to go deep into the game. And I don't, like, overall love Kansas City, and I wish they were cheaper. But I think you could play some one-offs here. Um, or even, like, maybe, like, a potential cheaper end stack with, like, Solaire and Dozier. Um Taylor, these guys just kind of seeing um, how this lineup kind of shakes out. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Like when you pull up the Kansas City team, I mean, have all their outfielders are under 4K, Stevie, all of them. And then are we going to get some, uh, uh, excuse me. Oh, well, no, Carlos Santana is, uh, is, is priced up. Hunter Dozier, 3,300. Are we going to get some hands or Alberto today at 2,800? Like they've just got some insanely incredible value on these bats. I'm with you, man. Maybe, maybe in the first inning, they could rattle off three, four runs. And that might be just enough. We need for them to get some singles and doubles the rest of the game and hit value. I'm with you. I do like KC as a really cheap option. Tampa Bay at LA um, taking on the angels. We don't know who's pitching for the Angels yet. Um, we're all kind of assuming that it's going to be Otani, but yeah, they pushed them today, right? Yeah. So we're all kind of assuming it's going to be Otani, um, but I hate guessing. And if I remember correctly, when I was looking at DraftKings, like Otani is not even in the player pool for pitchers today. Um, so I thought that was kind of weird. So that's your question, Stevie, on that. Cobb was probably next in the rotation. Do you think do you think they keep that and then push him like another couple days? Like what just give me your thoughts. Cause I know you've played, you, you got a good read on these things. Do you think Cobb pitches on this slate? I think he would be the guy that pitches if Otani doesn't pitch. Because he he pitched six days ago. Um so mm-hmm. if Otani doesn't pitch. I think, yeah, this is one of those spots. So um, we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. On the other, like, we'll, we'll obviously be able to adjust to that. But 
you know, Shane McCallahan, um, McClanahan, just absolutely dazzled in his first start, major league start. Five strikeouts, missed a lot of bats against Oakland. They're a tough team for left-handed pitching. Um, really tough team. I don't expect him to go over 75 pitches here. I'm probably not going to play him. He got a little unlucky in that first start too, but I think this is a spot we just hope that we see um, the pitches go up a little bit for him and, you know, see what happens. Yeah. I mean, at 7K, I definitely think it's going to be a pass. But in my mind, Stevie, this guy is going to be good. He feels like their their next version of, um, of, of Blake Snell. I remember watching Blake Snell's first game. Uh, in Tampa Bay, because I wanted to see it. I remember his parents were there, and clearly he turned out to be a, a, a fairly good good major league pitcher. And I'm not saying he's got the strikeout stuff of Snell currently, but I'm saying it, it just feels to me like he might be their next version of him. So I do want to keep tabs on him and see, especially if that pitch count goes up this game. Let's say maybe it's 75, then it looks like we're going to have some sort of a progression. If he stays at 7K and gets a really good matchup, he's someone I think I'd look at on, on this next start. Um, yeah, we'll see what he does on this start. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Tampa bats, it's really hard. I'm assuming it's going to be Otani or Cobb. So it's likely going to be a righty here. Um, I don't know. Like if it's Cobb, I have a ton of interest. He's a guy that gives a ton of hard contact. Um, and like Tampa bats are kind of all priced down. So they would definitely be like a secondary cheap stack to look at on this slate. If it's Otani, Otani is somebody that generates a lot of swing and strikes, but he walks a lot of people and gives a lot of hard contact in the process. So I think Tampa is interesting. Either pitcher pitching um, at these prices. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm with you. Um, I, I do. <laughs> At some point, I do think this team's going to break out and, ha- and string together some big games. You know, will it be in L.A.? Don't know. But what I will say is, a Rosarina, 4,300, we know his potential. Meadows, 3,700, we know his potential. I mean, this team is very affordable, especially if you want to squeeze in some really good pitching. I'm with you, Stevie. I, I think I- I'm not, I'm not going to mind squeezing in some Tampa Bay bats here. Yeah, um, and then the Angels side of things, like it's Trout against the lefty. Doesn't matter who the lefty is. He's just he's sixty four hundred, probably the top hitter on the slate. But you got to pay for him. Um, I'd much rather go down to like a Justin Upton at thirty four hundred. But man, yeah, the Angels are kind of the guys you want to play from the Angels are expensive. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm with you, man. I, I don't hate Trout. But I'd almost just want to take my $400 discount and play Acuna uh, I, in this spot against Ross. So I, I get it, man. He, he's going to be fantastic, but I'm with you. The, the price – I mean, if you can get him in as, a, as the ultimate one-off, by all means do it. But I don't, I don't think he's necessary. Toronto at Oakland. Nine total in this game. Oakland a 120 favorite. We got K against Irvin. Um, any interest here in Anthony K? Uh, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, man. It's really tough to like left-handed pitchers against Oakland. Um, 
Whether it works out or not, we'll see. But Kay, <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> he just he he actually is for what we've seen so far from him in a very small period of time. He uses his changeup against righties very well, and his curveball against lefties stinks. Um, so, and he's been kind of reverse splits. So I don't know. I'm probably not going to play him here. It yeah, looks he's... like there's going to be some regression. Um, Cole Irvin on the other side of this game. I like left-handed pitchers against Toronto, but this is a guy that I don't think he generates enough swinging strikes to beat these power guys. Yeah, I get it, man. At, at 7,400, I'm willing to roll the dice. Oakland's at home. It's a night game. Uh, I'm not expecting the ball to be flying too much. Should be a little bit cooler. I'm not expecting like 70, 80 degree weather. I'm expecting maybe like 60s, high 50s. Uh, And I I could be wrong, but that's just kind of the the vibe I've got in my head. I I don't hate Cole Irvin. He's not at the top of my list, but I don't hate him. Um, Yeah. If his ownership's really low, I'll probably throw him on a team. Um, let's talk Toronto bats first. The the thing is, like, I like both of these stacks, and that's kind of why I'm like, if the ownership's low, maybe, but like, I definitely want to, I kind of want to game stack this game. I get it. Mark Connor, 5K, Steve. I mean, look, he's been on a progression, right? Past couple seasons, just been hitting well, but man, 5K, Mark Connor. I get it. They've been they, they've been hitting, um, but yeah, I'm with. I think you take most of these righties and you just you just get ready to roll. Matt Chapman at 4800 definitely don't don't hate that at all. Really solid hitter. Um, should be should be sitting the ball. I mean, Sean Murphy 4500 at catcher. He's another one of those catchers. I've got him behind uh, uh, Vasquez on this slate because you know, but I, I don't hate it. I mean, these righties should be fantastic, uh, and we'll we'll just have to see how long Mr. K. Can stick along. I do know they're in the same hitting conditions, and so I wouldn't be shocked if Toronto just hit a lot of fly balls and c- couldn't send it out of the park. But I'm I'm willing to side with them in this in this spot. Um, yeah, like I just I like this game just in general. Um, all these guys are in great spots in my opinion. I really like the price on Teoscar Hernandez and Gritchick, and then on the Oakland side of things, like if you stack Oakland, play Matt Olson. Um, because Matt Olson can hit anybody and Kay has been very reverse splits. So Matt Olson might end up being like a great player. Yeah, he'll get one of those, uh, meatball curve balls and send it on over the fence for us. Meatball curve balls. Um, <laughs> I want some meatballs. Pittsburgh at San Diego. No total in this game. We have, um, Mitch Keller, against weathers assuming that um he i don't know if he's gonna pitch here like he only he only threw an inning on sunday and only 19 pitches which is probably just like a workout but we're assuming that he's gonna be able to play um we'll see we'll see um pittsburgh side do you have any interest here in keller no Padres are really good offense. It's really hard to play anybody against the Padres and Keller just hasn't shown us enough in a small time. He, his walk rate is almost as high as a strikeout rate. 
And this team's patient. You look at the numbers since the start of last season, they have four guys with walk rates over 10%. They have seven guys with walkout rates over 9%. Um, so very patient team. I'm going to pass on Keller. And even if Weathers does pitch, I don't really have a ton of interest in him in this spot. Um, good matchup against Pittsburgh. But I guess like if he pitches and we know he's going to throw full pitches, I guess he's not the worst play. Just, 8K just seems like a lot. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, I think we've I think we've got our guys. We like I like Pavetta. You like, you know. So I'm with you. He's gonna be in a void for me for sure. Um, do you have anything else from this one? Negative. All right. Moving on um to the back. Oh, let, let, let me say this. I, I do think Will Myers gets a hold of one today. No, no, we're, we're going to talk bats. Um, okay, do you okay, have any okay, interest gotcha, in the gotcha. Pittsburgh bats? <sighs> I mean, not particularly. I, I, I think I like other teams better. I mean, look, they're not striking out as much this season maybe as people think, like Perez is, but Frazier 8.6, Reynolds 21.7, Moran 24.1, Gonzalez 17.7, Evans 21, 23 on Polanco, 10 on Newman. Like, this isn't the same strikeout team, but they still don't have the massive ISO numbers. I don't, I don't think I need them on this slate. I think, oh, man – all right, Eric Gonzalez is 3K, and he has sneakily been very good against lefties since the start of last season. He's not the worst play on this slate. You know, yeah. 338 air distance, 284 ISO, uh, 373 Woba. Like, you could do a lot worse um, at 3K. Um, San Diego bats, like, San Diego stack is always in play. Yeah, for sure. For sure, he, I, I think I, I just I know I talked about. It. I think Will Myers, man, he's one of my favorite bats from this team today. Uh, I think he gets a piece of one real good. I, I'm looking at these numbers here, and they're not hitting sliders like very well at all. But I still think, man, the professional teams sit on fastballs. K- Keller will make a mistake, or he'll start making some. Uh, making some mistakes and, and have to throw some strikes. But the main thing is we've talked about this walk rate, right? Which means in, in my mind, Steve, he's probably having some location issues overall. And I just think if he's having location issues, he has to force himself to throw strikes. When you throw strikes against a team that can hit, balls start flying all over the place. But Will Myers is one of my favorites here for sure. One of my favorites. Yeah, um, I like all these guys. Like, I'm waiting patiently on Monday slate to see how it kind of goes because I stack the Padres um, every which way. So waiting <laughs> to see how um, that that slate em- ends up. But um, yeah, we'll see how it all comes up. But Baltimore at Seattle to finish this out here. Eight and a half total. Seattle is a 134 favorite. We got Lopez against Dunn. Um, any interest here in Lopez? Uh, no, because it's going to be Lopez. That's going to be a no for me, too. Um, easy pass. Easy pass. Even against Seattle, I think this is a pass. Um, 
Hopefully Seattle scores some runs on Monday night too because I ended up playing them way more than I thought I was going to. Oh, so. yeah, I got some Seattle stacks going. Um, and then on the other side of this game, Justin Dunn, like 7,700. There's so many guys in this range. He threw 84 and 100 pitches in his last two starts, so they are going to let him go a little bit into the game. It's just he doesn't really strike out anybody and gives up a lot of hard contact and a lot of fly balls. Like I'm probably not going to play him either. Yep, negative. 7,700, heavens no. I feel like it's just like uh, keep going on and on and on about guys I don't want to play today, but it's definitely Bro, one of those types of slates. It's just it's like a five-pitcher slate. Well, I take that back. I've got six pitchers that I'm legitimately interested in, and three of them are over 10K. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I like the bats in this game, Will. Like, I'm going to be looking to this game quite a bit because this whole game is underpriced. And looking, starting on the Baltimore side of things, like, it's hard not to like these Baltimore bats at these prices. Like, we'll have to see if DJ Stewart's back in the lineup. I know he got scratched on Monday. But just overall, like, Mullins at 4,100. Mancini is your power guy. Um, Hayes, Franco, like, Galvis. Like, all these guys are in play here for Baltimore. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the price is right. Uh, shout out to Bob Barker and Drew Carey if you're watching the current ones. Uh, I, but I, yeah, I like you. Yeah, I, I like Baltimore. Baltimore was a team I almost considered playing today, even. Uh, but I ended up on the other side of the game with Seattle. Played some single entry, got that in with my St. Louis stuff. Um, but yeah, man, I'm with you. I, I like this team. Uh, all systems go. Yeah. Um... <sighs> Happy Gilmore is when you ever say whenever you think price is right, I always think Happy Gilmore. Um, <laughs> the Seattle side, I love Kyle Seeger, I love Hanniger. They're really underpriced, and I'll just kind of fill in around them with Lewis and some of these other guys. But I'll probably be using Seattle as like a good good bit of secondary stacks here. Yeah, for sure. Um, the one thing I you know I look at Jorge Lopez is mainly throwing throwing the sinker. Uh, you know, Mitch Hanniger. While he doesn't have the distance numbers, he, he's got good contact numbers. Same thing with Ty France, good contact. Kyle Seeger, ladies and gentlemen, feels like a home run day for Kyle Seeger, Stevie. 549 Woba, 431 ISO, 52% hard hit rate, 88% contact rate on the sinker. Uh, one of my favorite bats on the day. Uh, don't look now. This now this is a small, smaller sample size, but Jose Marmalejos, Stevie. Who wants to play Jose Marmalejos today? 625 Woba, 750 ISO, 66% hard hit rate, 94% contact rate. These two bats, these are two guys I like today for sure. Kyle Seeger, Jose Marmalejos. Don't forget those guys. Um, all right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts, Will. Who do you got? Uh, I'm, I'm right on the edge. I'm going, I'm going Nick Pavetta. All right. I don't hate that one. Um, oh man. There's one, there's one best option. There really is. Yeah. None of them. Um, I guess. Like if I have to chase strikeouts, I, maybe I'd go Cole Irvin against Toronto. 
Well, yeah, I get that too. I was thinking Herman, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's Houston. They don't really strike out. I know. <laughs> um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust at the top today? Man, we're probably going to have the same one. It's Zach Grinky. It's for sure Zach Grinky. It's not even close. Um, it, it is definitely Zach Grinky today. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on Granky, but yeah, I'll, I'll go Hap. I like Hap, uh, but he would be the next guy that I would take there. Uh, over 4K to get a home run today. Who do you like? Well, I talked about this guy because I said you know I felt like he was one of the best shortstops on the slate. Let's keep it there. Let's go with Corey Seager, man. 5200. All right. Uh, so many guys I like on this slate. I'm gonna go with Free Money Freddy. Um, yes, I like it. I, I think Freight Freeman goes yard in this game. Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits today. Man, I, I'm going with my guy that I mentioned at the end of this pod, Stevie Mar- Marmalejos. Man, looks like a fantastic play today. Marmalejos from Seattle. Love him today. All right, I like it. I hope I hope this guy's in the lineup today. But give me Jordan Luplo. Um, yeah, I don't know why that he he didn't start, but I'm gonna go Luplo. Um, stack to score six or more runs. Okay, Stevie, and this was the tough one for me. Hmm. I think I'm going with the Yankees. I, I know it's Grinky struggling with righties. He's going to see righty power today. Give, give me the Yankees. All right. Um, give me Seattle. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, give me Seattle. Um, any bets standing out to you here? Man, I was looking, and uh, at, at currently as it stands, we do have this game at over under eight and a half, the Orioles-Mariners game. And I think both sides score some runs. Give me the over on that game, like for sure right now. If you can get it in, on any sports, but I, I would be hammering that right now, over eight and a half for sure. That was the one that I had written down as well. Um, I really like that one. I also like – I really like Atlanta minus 130. I hate giving up that much, but 130 is fair enough. Um, I like Atlanta to beat Washington today. So I take them straight up in this one, and um, hopefully it kind of works out. But, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man. Uh, happy to be back and back in the saddle with you. Hope everybody enjoyed it. And uh, I think I'll be back on next week, if I'm not mistaken. There we go. That's going to wrap it up here. For Tuesday, may the 4th be with you. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Good luck, and we'll see you then.